tiny light, though it is small, will shine through times of uncertainty. Keep looking at his tiny light, and it will remind you of God's promises. He finds favor with you, and he is always with you. Hope's light is what we need right here, right now, not later, not for perhaps a more opportune time. Can there be a more suitable time than now? Do not set hope aside or put her on a shelf. Hope is what we need right here, right now. Cup your hand around hope's light and protect it because doubt's wind might try to blow her out. Have you ever waited for something or someone? Waited in line at the grocery store, the DMV or holiday traffic? Sure you have. Have you ever waited for something or someone significant to come through, to show up? Has there been a promise made to you or someone close to you and it didn't come through? It wasn't delivered? Perhaps yes. Sometimes our experiences and histories with people, places, and things can cause us to expect the worst and to lose hope. Consider the experiences of God's people in this biblical text today. They waited for centuries, and like them, we wait for broken systems to be mended, bridges to be built in our familial relationships and with our friendships, alliances and civility to be established across borders and bodies of water and among our leaders. And we just wait for there to be more peace and goodwill on earth. The older I get, the more I become aware that I have a proclivity to anticipate the worst. It seems that it gets easier for me to expect trouble than to look for light. The previous, previously read poem, Hope's Tiny Light, is like a ribbon around my finger. It's a reminder to always hold on to hope and to expect great things. So hope, what is it? Some say that hope is a feeling of expectation, a wish or desire for a certain thing or outcome to transpire or a certain result to be delivered. Others say that it is a feeling of trust. And one famous thinker said, hope is a waking dream. Bishop Desmond Tutu said, hope is being able to see the light in all the darkness. Pauli Murray wrote about hope and she said, hope is a song in a weary throat. Ah, even as our throats are weary and dry and too dry to utter words, hope's still small voice rings through. Even in desperate times, in desolate places, through trials, conflicts, wars, misunderstandings, loss, sickness, famine, oppression, barrenness, loneliness, financial trouble, and weariness, hope still sings. Luke's gospel introduction 
keenly focuses on how hope sang through the Old Testaments, the prophets, the Psalms, right through Gabriel's words into Mary's womb. And Luke brings God's promise of hope from generations past into a fulfillment to come. A story that says, hold on to hope and expect great things. Elizabeth, when overcome by the Holy Spirit, when the baby John in her womb leaped for joy, she prophesied at Mary's appearance. And Mary responded with song. In Mary's song, she sang, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. And from this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Mary's song proclaims God's goodness. It is a hymn of praise that brings the past, the present, the future together as Mary calls those things which are not yet as though they were. She names and claims those things that are impossible for people, declaring what is possible with God. And let's not forget Gabriel's last words to Mary. For nothing will be impossible for God. Pauli Murray's poem, Dark Testament, reflects Mary's longing. Give me a song of hope and a world in which I could sing it. Hope can transform the world we live in. And this came true and it is still happening now, today. Mary sings of a reversal, demonstrating the reversal of the order of the world caused by the Incarnation. Tim Mackey and, Jim, and John Collins of the Bible Project echo this idea as they define Luke's gospel as a revelation of God's radical love, a reversal of all common social values, and the introduction to an upside-down kingdom. The one who rules will be like the one who serves. And this reversal means that Mary's song is a song of liberation and freedom, God's definition of freedom. As Mary carries in her womb the Redeemer, the Savior, the Messianic King, loves true light. Mary's song resonates with the gospel song that I love so much by Donald Lawrence. The verse in Lord's song expresses the reversal and expectation that we see when Gabriel encounters Mary. It even sounds as if Gabriel could be singing that song. The lyrics say, hold on my brother, don't give up. Hold on my sister, just look up. There is a master plan in store for you if you just make it through. God's going to really blow your mind. He's going to make it worth your time for all the troubles you've been through, the doubles, blessings. The blessings double just for you. The best is yet to come. Both songs announce that reversal and a turnaround is coming right away. It's around the corner. And they sing of this freedom. Mary's song especially sings of God's liberation throughout all history. Most of all, the songs sing of a great expectation and hope. They speak of God's greatness and his ability to do the impossible. 
Mary's song chants, my soul magnifies the Lord. While Lawrence's song asserts that God will do the works that go beyond what we can ask or even think, saying, you ain't seen nothing yet. Although lyrics in the poem text use the first and second person singular pronouns, they imply the plural, and the receivers are many. Just as God spoke his promise to one or some, the recipients are many. The songs speak to us and about us collectively. So hold on to hope and expect great things. And Pope Francis says, Mary's song of hope is of particular value to those areas of the body of Christ that is suffering the passion. It seems that Mary symbolizes the preferential option of God for the poor, for the weak, for those for, who suffer. And hope sings more fervently in our suffering. Our waiting is not in vain. Hope sings of what can yet be seen because hope in what already can be seen is not hope at all. Hope sang the spirituals and the psalms and the blues over and through God's people when they waited a long time through famine through, while in slavery, walking the desert and on their way to distant, unknown places. And didn't the Lord make a promise to David through his prophet Nathan saying, Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house, and your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. David, the king who was once a lowly shepherd boy, waited many years as Samuel, after Samuel anointed him to finally sit at the throne. Even though God promised, and he spoke a promise to one or some, he delivered the promise to many. David protected his light. Hope's light was passed down through all generations, and God's favor moved from Abraham to Jacob to Joseph to David and then to Mary. Yes, Mary. And Gabriel's words, for you have found favor with God, turns it all around. Mary, surprised and perplexed by the words in Gabriel's greeting, realized that she had walked right into favor. Hirosko, the Greek word for find, in this context means to find without seeking. It is more or less a discovery. The favored one is passive. And although Mary had hope in God, she had not anticipated all of this. Now there is expecting good things, and there is expecting great things. And Mary was feeling the former, but she happened upon the latter. She, like David, was chosen. And this favor is a particular significant event, an element in God's plan. It is a glimpse of God's grace. It expresses Donald Lawrence's song title, the best is yet to come. Hold on to great things and expect great things. Hold on to hope and expect the best. Partially through Gabriel's encounter with Mary 
after she is told that she will bear a son and he will be great and be called the son of God, the son of the Most High, she asks Gabriel this question. How can this be since I am a virgin? For me, this place right here, right here, and what's about to come next is where a big turnaround and upside-down kingdom is foreshadowed. This speaks to me. It says that God will do what no human can do in order to fulfill his promise. At first glance, it may uh, sound scary and overwhelming, but it is the most incredible, amazing, and fantastic event. Gabriel's words come with force and assurance, saying, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the Most High will overshadow you, and therefore the child to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And I have to say, if I were Mary, I would say, come again? What? How awesome. And now, Gabriel says, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. In her sixth month for her, who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. The NRIV translates this last line as, that's because what God says will always come true. Another version says, for no word from God ever fails. And another one says, God can do anything. Luke does not tell us if Mary paused to ponder these things in her heart. And if you notice in the Gospels, there, is, there are some times when Mary does this. She contemplates and she holds it in her heart, but not here. She does not miss a beat. She does not miss her cue and all this excitement and all this good news. But I always have to pause and take it all in and say to myself, wow, how wonderful is God to do a thing so mighty and so awesome through a few people for the whole of creation to work in a moment and transform many for all time, forever, forever. Mary was the first person to encounter the Holy Spirit, God the Most High, and Jesus the Son of God. And I'm not sure if that happened all at one time or back to back, but she was the first person to encounter the promised one, the first, the first. That's something to sing about. And finally, Mary surrendered all to God, not as in defeat, but with hope and great expectation, saying, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Jesus, Emmanuel, the true blessed hope, he's coming. So let us rejoice, 
hold on to hope, and expect great things, for nothing is impossible with God. Amen.